0: Hello, lovely. I'm so glad you could join me today. Have you ever noticed that the things that are having the greatest negative impact on our environment and on our physical and mental health and wellness are predominantly things that didn't exist a couple of hundred years ago? Things that mankind lived without for thousands of years, in fact thrived without for thousands of years, that are now ubiquitous. All for the sake of convenience, expedience and profit margins. Today we're going to look at three of the major culprits, their known effects on the environment and on human health and what we can do about it. Do you remember in 2020 at the beginning of the lockdown how cities that had known nothing but smog for decades were suddenly enjoying clear skies and views that have been obscured so long, people were amazed at the beauty of their own surroundings. And people thought, maybe things will change after this. Maybe we'll do things differently. Maybe we'll do things better. I want you to know that we still can. It may take time, but we can affect change on the earth, starting right in our own homes and lives. Welcome to The Good Way with Jenna Jandro, Integrative Nutrition Health Coach, Master Herbalist, and Essential Oil Specialist, a part of The Good Way Ministries Incorporated. I'm Jenna Jandro. I'm a Bible-loving, food-loving, totally sold-out-for-God Christian woman, serving God in my church and community with everything that I am, and helping others to do the same. You know you're called to serve God in a unique way, but feel pulled in so many directions and can't seem to find the time and energy to focus on what God is calling you to. I'm here to help you take back control of your health and wellness, to find the energy and focus that you need to achieve the things God has put on your heart through biblical nutrition, intentional living, and building right relationships. If you're ready to move from just surviving to thriving, then grab your green smoothie and come walk with me along the good way. There has never been such a time as this, and we as believers are called for such a time as this. So what makes this time in history different from any other? The fact that in a little over 100 years, mankind has devised and manufactured products that because they have made things cheaper, easier, and or more convenient have become household staples that many could not imagine being without, and yet these very things have become environmentally disastrous, as well as now being known to cause many health issues ranging from the merely uncomfortable or inconvenient like skin irritations, all the way to life-threatening forms of cancer we're going to look at three of these developments that together make up the majority of environmental pollution that is being produced today, what effects they're known to have and how we as individuals can make a difference. Recently, I started a new job as a monitor on a van. The majority of the jobs we do are transporting kids who are on the autism spectrum. So, what's this got to do with environmental pollutants? You ask yourself. Well, because of the long term ME that I dealt with for over 13 years, I now have many chemical sensitivities. One of which is a sensitivity to synthetic fragrances. For the first few days, I was reacting to something in the van, and it took about three days to work out that it was the fragrance in the hand sanitizer that the driver was using. He threw it out and I gave him one that was fragrance free. But by that time, I was in a bad way with severe sinusitis. That then became bronchitis. And then I started, I developed blood in my urine that developed into a UTI. All from prolonged exposure to a synthetic fragrance in an enclosed space. I was talking to the Lord about this, and I felt that I ought to talk about it on the show, but thought, well, it's just me being sensitive to things. It's just what I've got to deal with. And the Lord said to me, no, you are the canary in the coal mine. You may be more sensitive than others, but that is to forewarn them of something that's harmful to everyone, even if they're unaware of it. When miners took a canary into a mine, they knew that when the canary stopped singing, it was time to get out of there, quickly. They didn't say, oh well, that's just the canary, they're overly sensitive, pay it no mind. So I started researching the health effects of synthetic fragrances, and was surprised to find the number of studies out there, and their far-reaching effects including being linked to the rise in autism, ADHD, and other neurological conditions. I was also surprised by how recently they were developed. And it got me thinking about the other major environmental pollutants, all of which are less than 200 years old, which historically is very new. So let's have a look at the three major culprits. Synthetic fragrances agrochemicals, which are synthetic herbicides, pesticides and fertilisers, and plastics. You may wonder why I haven't included petrochemicals in this list, and the reason for that is all of these things are products of the petroleum industry. The first oil well was drilled in 1859, and 40 years later, the first synthetic ingredients, petrochemicals, were added to fragrance. And only a couple of years later, the first herbicides, also petrochemicals, were introduced. Within a decade, plastics, yes, a product of the petroleum industry, came into being. So let's start by looking at synthetic fragrances. These were first introduced in 1889 when one of the major uh, perfumeries introduced synthetic ingredients into one of their perfumes. Since then, they have become the primary source of indoor and outdoor air pollutants. Research has shown that they can trigger migraine headaches, asthma attacks, respiratory difficulties, neurological problems, mucosal symptoms, and contact dermatitis. The term fragrance encompasses more than 3,000 compounds that are documented as fragrance ingredients. Many of these chemicals that come under the term fragrance are banned for outdoor use due to their known effects on the environment and on health, but they are not controlled for indoor use, so they can legally be added to indoor air fresheners, laundry products, and household cleaners, cosmetics even though they are transmitted outside by a clothing and people wearing cosmetics and perfumes, and most frequently through dry events. They are not required to be listed by name, but only require the umbrella term of fragrance. Many of these ingredients are known carcinogens and endocrine disruptors and have been linked to many forms of cancer, including breast cancer and have been linked to long-term damage to kidneys and liver. Studies have linked synthetic fragrances to the rise in incidence of autism, ADHD, and neurological disorders, mainly due to the effect of endocrine-disrupting chemicals. According to the National Institute of Health Science, endocrine disruptors are natural or man-made chemicals that may mimic or interfere with the body's hormones, known as the endocrine system. People may be exposed to endocrine disruptors through food and beverages consumed, pesticides applied and cosmetics used. In essence, your contact with these chemicals may occur through diet, air, skin and water. Even low doses of endocrine disrupting chemicals may be unsafe. The body's normal endocrine functioning involves very small changes in hormone levels, yet we know that even small changes can cause significant developmental and biological effects. This observation leads scientists to think that endocrine-disrupting chemical exposure, even at low amounts, can alter the body's sensitive systems and lead to health problems. The next to come into use was the agrochemicals. First of all, herbicides, they came in, they were introduced in 1890s. Um, Then after that, the synthetic chemical fertilizers in 1903. And then pesticides started being used in the 1930s. These are all synthetically derived chemicals that stem from the petroleum industry. These are used for the purpose of economics and expedience, without taking into account the environmental and health issues they cause, including air and water pollution and damage to soil microbiomes and ecosystems. Examples of known acute health effects include stinging eyes, rashes, blisters, blindness, nausea, dizziness, diarrhea, and even death. Chronic effects include cancers, blood cancers, birth defects, reproductive harm, immunotoxicity, neurological and developmental toxicity, and disruption to the endocrine system. In between chemical fertilizers and the introduction of pesticides, we had plastics introduced in 1907. The chemical properties that make plastics so useful and durable also make them difficult to dispose of with some types taking thousands if not tens of thousands of years to break down and even the breakdown process is causing problems as micro particles of plastics are getting into the environment and polluting our oceans our air and our ecosystems one of the worst offenders is plastic drink bottles. In a 2021 report, U.S. was shown to be the leading country for plastic waste, producing twice as much as China and more than all of the countries of the EU combined. 42 million metric tons per year are produced in the United States, which equals about 287 pounds or 130 kilos per person. Recycling infrastructures in the US are unable to keep up with the growth of plastic production. And there's an estimate of 1.13 to 2.24 million metric tonnes of plastic waste are leaked into the environment and oceans each year. A 2018 study estimated that approximately 13 million metric tonnes of plastic ends up in the ocean each year around the world. Fish, seabirds, sea turtles and marine mammals can become entangled in or ingest the plastic debris, causing suffocation, starvation and drowning. A recent study by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, IUCN, states that over 300 million tonnes of plastic are produced each year. At least 14 million tonnes end up in the ocean and it makes up 80% of all marine debris found on surface waters right through to deep sea sediments. Marine species ingest or are entangled by it, causing severe injuries and death, and it threatens food safety and quality, human health, coastal tourism, and contributes to climate change. So in less than 200 years, we have seen multiple things that did not exist previously come into existence and become so prevalent, so ubiquitous, that it seems almost impossible to get away from them. All these things were produced for the purpose of making things cheaper and easier to produce, therefore increasing profit margins, and making tasks easier and more convenient for the consumer. But we have to ask ourselves, is the price we're paying too high a price for the sake of ease and convenience. Are the profit margins of these major industries more important than the health and well-being of our children and the planet we call home? So what can we do about it? How can we make any difference? How can one individual go up against these huge industries? The first thing that you can do is to educate yourself. Read product labels. Read studies and research papers that have documented the effect of these products. Find out what used to be used instead. Learn old skills that have been lost or mostly forgotten. Become a producer rather than a consumer. Two, change the narrative. Don't accept the prevailing narrative that we can't do without these things. Humans have survived and thrived for thousands of years without them. There are other alternatives. Determine to use as much as possible natural, reusable, compostable, pure, organic, fragrance-free, plastic-free and synthetic-free. And talk to people about it, about what you're doing and why. Three, fight fire with fire. Finance has been the driving force from the very beginning behind the development and continued production of these products. Hit manufacturers where it hurts by choosing to spend your money on products that are free of plastics, synthetic fragrances, and agrochemicals. By doing this, you are encouraging manufacturers to produce products free of those things. And if you can't find what you want in your local stores, ask for it. Talk to the managers. Every time you go in, ask. If you don't start seeing what you want, you may need to go elsewhere, but let them know that they're losing your custom and why. You have the power as a consumer to set the standard for what you're willing to consume. I'm one of the lucky ones. I have acute reactions to these sorts of products, so I have an incentive to avoid them and find alternatives. But those who don't have acute reactions can easily fall into the trap of thinking that they aren't being affected, when the truth is that the effect that they are having is more likely to be one or more of the long-term or chronic effects for both themselves and their children because they are being exposed continually to these carcinogens and endocrine disruptors without even knowing it. I want to encourage you to be and become an advocate, not just for yourself, but for your friends and family also, for your children, and for future generations. We as individuals have the power to bring about change. A desert is made up of billions of individual grains of sand. Get enough grains of sand moving in the same direction and they can consume a whole city. But even an individual grain of sand has great power in the right place. Don't take my word for it. I encourage you to do the research for yourself and ask yourself, is the convenience worth the health and wellness of our planet and our children? Or is the cost of convenience too high? Remember, educate yourself. Change the narrative and fight fire with fire. You have the power as a consumer to set the standard of what you're willing to consume. In the next episode, we're going to look at how we can help our bodies detox from these environmental pollutants that we are all exposed to on a daily basis. So join me then to learn the seven steps that we can take to support our bodies to do the job. If this podcast has blessed or encouraged you in any way, then I'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to this podcast, write a review and share this episode with anyone you think will also be blessed by it. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your social media page. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to support you on your journey. You can come join me in the Goodway Community Facebook group or click the link to let me know if you're interested in one-on-one or small group coaching you can support the Goodway Ministries and help keep this podcast on the air by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore good underscore way. All the links are in the notes for this episode. And remember, it's a journey. You only have to take one step